Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. How blessed we are to be able to come together each day right here and Search the Scriptures, open up God's Word and dig a little bit deeper, study a little bit more, and learn some more from the rich teachings and truths that God has communicated to us through His Word. You know, we are so blessed in this country to be able to have such ready access to Bibles now, some people may not realize that in some parts of the world, in some countries, oh, they just don't have very ready access to Bibles. In fact, it might be illegal in some places for people to, to be able to have a Bible, at least in open. And not only do we have such ready access to Bibles, somebody can get one if they want one, probably for free if they don't have the money to buy one, and you could probably buy one for a dollar or two in some places. But we have the opportunity, the blessing, the freedom to be able to be together every day over the airwaves of radio to teach God's word openly and without fear of any kind of reprisal legally because we're simply teaching God's word. We have that freedom to be able to do that. We need to take advantage. And so many people, we just, we, they just take some of our freedoms and our opportunities and our blessings for granted as though they're just always going to be there. They're just part of the landscape, so to speak. But you know, again, in some parts of the world, it's not that way. And things could change here as well. And so we need to always be taking advantage of the opportunity to grow in God's word and thereby grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now here on Search the Scriptures, we just really try to teach God's word openly, in depth, in detail, but we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. We encourage you to share these messages with others. You can do that by encouraging people to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page and then tell them to click on the podcast button and in about one minute they can sign up for our podcasting. Now please emphasize that this is free and it will always be free. It will always be free. We don't charge people to study God's word with them, to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. When they sign up for our podcasting, whatever smart device they choose, their smartphone, their computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be, they'll automatically receive all of these radio programs, but a whole lot more as well. They'll receive all of our sermons and all of our Bible classes, including a great daily, seven-day-a-week Bible class, short study, about 12 minutes each day, called Today's Bible Class, on very pertinent matters scripturally and for individuals. So encourage people to go to our website, again, churchofchrist.com, and sign up for our podcasting. We also encourage you to have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. At the end of the program today, we'll tell you how to contact us, jot down that information, and then contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, we mean free. We'll even take care of the postage. We send it out through the postal mail, and you can receive that. A great basic study of what it is to believe in God and Christ 
how to become a Christian, how to be forgiven, how to be saved, how to live a Christian life. And, and again, it's always free. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready and then jot down that information and then contact us. Now, we're going to continue with our line of study that we began last time asking in this particular series two very important questions, but the first one is what we're focusing upon right now. And that question is, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? Now, many people will quote John chapter 3 and verse 16, and they'll be satisfied with that to a great extent, where Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, again, many people take that at surface level understanding. They say, all I have to do is believe in Jesus, and I believe in Jesus, and so I'm okay. As long as I just believe in Jesus, and unfortunately, there are a whole lot of churches out there that teach pretty much along that same line. As long as I believe in Jesus, then I'm saved. I'm okay. And they'll say, isn't that what Jesus said there? Well, again, it's not just verse 16, but we can go back beginning with verse 15. And Jesus really emphasizes the importance of believing in him as God's son and our Lord and Savior. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Well, certainly Jesus emphasizes absolute necessity that if we're going to come to him as our Savior, we must believe in him as God's Son and our Savior. But now at the end of chapter 3, so in the same chapter, verse 36, and I believe the, the more accurate translation here is, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Now, this is the way it is translated in the American Standard Version, the English Standard Version, the Revised Standard Version, and in the New, uh, New American Standard Bible. Getting, I believe, more accurately in their translation of two different words in that verse. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So we start to see in this chapter, in the same chapter where Jesus emphasizes that we must believe in him in order to be saved, and that if we do believe in him, then we can have confidence in our salvation. But at the same time, we're asking that question, what does that mean to believe in Jesus? Now, many people might just say, it means exactly what it says, believe in Jesus. Well, then we might ask the question, what about what James says in James chapter 2 and verse 19 when he talks about how the demons believe 
and tremble. In fact, look at what he says. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Are the demons saved? Now, they're demons. They're in hell. They're not saved, are they? But they believe. We, we looked at John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And we noted there that in verse 24, Jesus said, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. But then just a few verses later, we also read his words where he said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So abiding in, as we pointed out, means to live in or live by his word. Now that would be his teachings. And knowing the truth is what will set us free from the guilt and condemnation of our sins. What is that truth? Well, Jesus let us know what that truth is in John chapter 17, in verse 17, on the night of his betrayal, when he prayed to the Father and said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So the truth he's talking about here that will set us free is his teachings. God's word, the gospel of Christ, that message of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and God's Son. We must live in, live by his word. Now, that means obedience again. That's what is in focus there. We cannot just believe intellectually and say, I, I have come to a mental agreement that Jesus Christ is God's son and, the, and my Lord and Savior, and therefore I'm saved. No, that's not enough. See, we're asking that question, what does it mean truly mean to believe in Jesus? Well, Jesus is saying here, if we truly believe in him, we have to obey him. We have to live by his teachings. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's God's word, that truth. Now, what does the apostle Peter write again in 1 Peter chapter 1 at verses 22 and 23? He says, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Now, Peter did not contradict Jesus. Peter is simply helping, to, helping us understand more fully what it means to truly believe in Jesus. Peter said, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. God's word, in other words through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, with a pure heart, uh, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. The Word of God teaches us how to come to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. We must believe in Jesus but just believing intellectually and mouthing those words, that's not what Jesus meant when he says, whoever believes in me should not perish but have everlasting life. Really believing in him means I'm going to obey him. And that's what real faith is. It is active. It is my belief put into action through my obedience. Key for us to understand.
Now, what did the Apostle Paul say in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15? Study or be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So understanding it correctly and applying it correctly to my life. The word of truth, God's word. If all I have to do is believe in Jesus, then why do I need to be diligent in my study of God's word to make sure that I'm understanding and handling and applying it correctly if I already believe in Jesus? We see obedience again. And when you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15, the Apostle Paul reminds Timothy that from childhood he has known the Holy Scriptures which are able to which were able to guide him to salvation which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus now how do the scriptures make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ again it leads us to teach it, it teaches us and leads us into what Jesus expects us to do in order to be obedient to him to be faithful to him and that's not just agreeing that he is God's son and our Lord and Savior, it is believing to the point that we will live by his teachings. That is obedience. And you cannot separate the belief, the true faith, from the obedience that really goes with that faith, that is part and parcel, that is central, integral to that faith. That's what saving faith really is. And then Paul went on in verses 16 and 17 and said, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, that is for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Well, if all I have to do is believe, then why do I need to study God's word further and in some cases, be reproved, be corrected, and even be rebuked through those teachings, if I already believe. You see, obedience, again, is central to what real faith in God and in Christ is. The, the Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 5, and verse 13, I write these things unto those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Interesting. But now, back in chapter 1, John had written in verse 7, uh, going, back to verse, uh, going back to verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Light indicating righteous, righteousness, purity, spiritually, and darkness indicating sinfulness, wickedness, ungodliness. So that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, that is sinfulness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, now what is walking in the light? Is that not a kind of description of walking in the teachings of God's word, which would indicate obedience to those teachings? 
living faithfully by those teachings, applying them correctly to our lives on a daily basis. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now John's writing this to Christians. The next verse says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So John is saying that Christians can sin from time to time. They can make mistakes and commit sins. It's exactly what he's saying. Again, he's writing this to Christians. And so, but he says, if we, if we confess our sins, now that's active, isn't it? And that would be obedience. What did Jesus say in Luke chapter 13 and verse 3? Except you repent, you will all likewise perish. That's action on our part. That's obedience, turning away from sin and coming to God through Christ in prayer, seeking forgiveness. 1 John 1 and verse 9. Now, remember what the apostle Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. That God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repentance is an active state on our part. It is a change of mind that leads to a change of behavior or direction or lifestyle. That's active. That's not just intellectual agreement. It's not just a passive believing. Again, real faith is active active in obedience. As we walk in the light, as he is in the light, 1 John chapter 1 again, verse 7, walking is active. Walking in the light is walking in obedience to the teachings of God's word. We need to understand that. I want us to look at another text of scripture here. And again, we need to understand what real faith in Christ means, what it really means to believe in Jesus. In Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, Jesus asked this question, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? And then he goes on and he uses a comparison here or an illustration, we might say metaphorically. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, now that would be obedience, wouldn't it? Exactly. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose... The stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was grounded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing was not obedient. Is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell 
and the ruin of that house was great. Jesus is speaking there, and he is, without question, connecting real faith in him with obedience to his teachings. Look at what he said again in verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? That would indicate somebody believed in him. Enough to call him Lord. In fact, to reemphasize that. Lord, Lord. And not do the things which I say. That's obedience. And the one who hears my sayings and does them, obeys them, lives by them actively, obediently, is like that man who builds his house on a solid foundation. And of course, the house is, is his life. And so when the flood came, comes and beats vehemently against that house, it stands firm, strong, safe, solid. But the one who does not obey, the one who does not do what the, what, what the words of Jesus, the teachings of him in God's word, does not follow those teachings. He who heard and did nothing is like the man who builds his house just on the ground, laying no foundation. And so when the flood came, beat vehemently against that house, it fell. It fell violently. And of course, the house was his life. You see, again, we're not talking about just mouthing words. Oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. We might even say, I love Jesus. Jesus says, that's just words, empty words, unless you couple them with true obedience, dedication, service on a consistent daily basis throughout your life. Now, we pretty much need to stop right here. Next time, we're going to look at another text of Scripture along this same line. And that's Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Read that ahead of time if you can. It really coincides with what we've just read in Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. Again, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? What does it really mean to believe in Jesus? We're learning, aren't we? Let's pray together. Father, we pray that you will help us to learn fully what it really means to believe in Jesus as your Son, our Lord and Savior, and guide us and help us to be obedient to your teachings, to not just believe, but to believe so much that we live by your teachings obediently and consistently every day of our lives. And thereby, we pray that you will be glorified through our lives. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.